Welcome, all fellow wannabes. Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Wannabe Critic Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gabriel Fast, and joining me are my three brothers in crime. We don't commit crimes. We just, you know, we talk into a microphone and pretend to be cool. We got Caleb Henley, Mikey Collins, and Rex Tucker. Gentlemen, how are we feeling tonight? Doing good, man. Ready to talk about some stuff. <laughs> some stuff. <laughs> Love it. Mikey, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. Fantastic. Wonderful. Grand. Great. Grand. Wonderful. And Rex, is this the first show that we've literally just had the four of us on for you? Yeah, this is like my first my first one. Okay. Well, welcome. We're, we're excited. We were just talking off mic there for a minute. I was like, I feel like Rex has been the glue that we've missed. You know what I mean? And uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm super stoked to have you on the show. I feel like the midnight run has been better than I even thought it was going to be. So there we go. And people seem to like it. Thanks. As you can tell by the title, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are reviewing Star Wars Rebels, which uh, if you are keeping up, then you would know that you know we just finished up Clone Wars. So it's gotten to be about that time we review the next animated series because we just can't get enough of the animated Star Wars, right guys? You're just so stoked to start another animated show? Yeah, very. <laughs> Good. Um uh, Mikey, I do have to ask because you were the one that was always naysaying in the other episodes. Do you like um, Rebels more than you like Clone Wars? Yeah, hands down. Okay, good, good. Uh, Rex, what, what you did you know? We kind of go around the room and say, you know, if we like this thing or not. Are you excited to start Rebels? And well, you never went through Clone Wars with us, but were you excited to start Rebels with us? No. So I've watched part of Clone Wars. So. I did get into that a little bit a while back, but um, I'm liking Rebels so far. Okay. Pretty good. Good, good to know. Well, um, I think, you know, we, we kind of just alluded to it a little bit. This is recorded beforehand, you know, so we're not going to get into what we've been up to and all that jazz because you probably heard it in a different episode. But we are going to get into the main meat of the show, which is reviewing this. And we're going to try something a little bit different this time. Caleb, would you mind giving us, you know, just kind of a brief however long synopsis of what exactly we're getting ourselves into uh, with Rebels season one, and then we'll just go from there. All right. Well, guys, bear with me. This is my first time ever doing this. So if I suck at it, I apologize, but don't mess up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So on the planet Lothal, after the fall of the Republic, the empire reigns supreme and a young man by the name of Ezra Bridger lives by himself as uh, basically an orphan after his parents have disappeared. And he has survived for, I think, eight years by himself on Lothal, basically trying to do whatever he needs to be do in order to survive being a kind of a street rat type person. When one day he is going and trying to get some food and he runs into a motley crew of rebels that are basically stealing things from the empire. And he tries to steal something from them and kind of gets into their crew, Um, just kind of joins in somehow. They kind of take him in Um, and he's very much just trying to figure out what's going on. And then they have many different run-ins with the empire on Lothal and elsewhere, along with other run-ins with uh, different um, pirates and bounty hunters and all sorts of other people. And yeah, it's, Basically that. Um, in short, I would say it's basically um, Firefly, but with Star Wars characters. So if you like that, you'll probably like this. Dude, I literally, I was watching the season and I was thinking to myself, 
this feels so much like Firefly. The pilot, um, oh crap, what was her name? Uh, the the Twilight. Laura. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hera, like just Hera. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the oh, way yeah. that she would do things. I was like, she reminds me so much of uh, you know, Wash's wife. Can't remember what her yeah. name is. I'm, I've been bad with names lately, but I definitely, I for sure got Firefly vibes from that but that that was good good job on the synopsis like that was that it's like you've been doing it your entire life you know what i mean well i think i was really good at the beginning and then it fell flat very much towards the middle and end but it's fine (laughs) it's okay i think you wrapped it up pretty nicely but at least you're honest yeah 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 thank you rex that's that's good um so there's no doubt you know quite a bit of surprises that i think within this and i'm just going to kind of say for me, like, let's just get, just get right into it. For me, this is, I don't want to say it, it's better than it has any business being, but this first season of Star Wars Rebels has way better, is way better than it has any business being, honestly. Um, no, it's very true. It feels like it just, with Clone Wars, it always just felt kind of forced, you know? And this just fits in so naturally. Like it just fits. I, I buy, like I definitely buy that this thing is happening, you know, right before the movies that we come to know and love are happening. You know, like I buy that it fits into that period of time. So let's Absolutely. just kind of go. Yeah. Oh, would you say Rex go for it? I was just going to say that um, like everyone I've heard about rebels from, they always say like, Oh, you know, it gets good after the first season or you can get through it but i was i was surprised i really liked the first season yeah i mean i think for me it was like yeah there was a level of cheese and a level of like unpolish in a way you know what i mean but this is way better than the first two two seasons of clone wars and it's consolidated into 14 episodes or 15 episodes or whatever like it does a way better job of actually telling us a story like something that matters and something that's that's you know on point with what it's trying to teach us we don't have to piece together all these things and it's like this stuff this thing that they did over here uh doesn't even matter really or doesn't even connect to the main thread of the story whereas everything kind of comes back like little things like the tie fighter you know like the tie fighter that they stole and then it comes back you know towards the end of the season and stuff like that i was like oh my god like that that level of um continuity I think is something that was really missing with the Clone Wars. What do you guys think? <clears throat> no, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. I think they very much had a more of a plan uh, for what they wanted to do with this, especially since this all stayed, I think, within one studio. I mean, this is they came out with this after Disney had bought um, Star Wars from Lucas. So I think that allowed them to kind of have a better idea of what they wanted to do. Um, and yeah, just all fits in so nicely. It's kind of like you have this gap in between when the Empire takes over and Revenge of the Sith in between kind of Rogue One of things that we haven't really quite seen. Yeah, so I think that this series just does a really good job of basically world building within a time period where we kind of know what's going on, but we don't know completely. You have this between Revenge of the Sith and basically Rogue One um, where they're able to just completely build this world. And I think it is really cool because I think that they knew what they wanted to do because this kept was all kept within one studio for the entire time that they were making the series. It wasn't jumping around on different networks or 
uh, switching between, you know, who owned the rights to Star Wars. It was just, it was very set in what it wanted to be. And I think that kind of allowed them to know exactly what they wanted to do and make things more concise. But I think it just does an awesome job of getting you to buy into the characters because um, each one of them has a role. And again, it's, I can't not watch this without the parallels to Firefly. I really can't because it just, it's, just as you're attached to the characters in that show, you're attached to the characters in this show. And, and then just the world building within Star Wars, where you already know so much of what is the deal, but it does it in such another way, such a better way. And, you know, it's in a bigger way, if that makes any sense. And uh, then also connecting it back in with characters that you already know. I'm not going to spoil it now, but it's, uh, it's really cool how it does that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Does anyone else have anything to add to that? I was just saying, like, it's hard to compare uh, the Clone Wars. You're kind of just thrown into the middle of a story. It's something that's already happening, and they're trying to catch you up really quick. Um, so with this, you know, it's a fresh story, and you don't have to really go through all that. Um, you're introduced to the characters for the first time, so you make, like, new connections, and it feels really fresh. Yeah, I agree. And I think we agreed, you know, earlier that, some of the best parts of, or literally the best part of the Clone Wars is Ahsoka, who is like a new part of the Star Wars universe. And like, for me, the big, the only reason I really ended up enjoying Clone Wars as much as I did was because Ahsoka played such a key role. And now we, we have that exact same energy bring, being brought to the table with Ezra. And um, it's like, it is. It's, it's, it's a fresh start, but you have the nuance of the old school trilogy and like the old school Star Wars that we come to know and love, like kind of the proper like uh, empire, you know, imperial type vibes, you know, with all the the uh, the guards and, you know, um, Tarkin and, and all that stuff. What would you say? Rex? Yeah, exactly. Like it's just it feels more in touch with what Star Wars really was. And honestly, I feel like that's that's bit, mostly because of Dave Filoni's directing. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yep. you know, Dave Filoni right hand to Lucas basically, and that man, I don't know if you guys have ever watched him talk about anything Star Wars related in uh interviews. That man knows Star Wars and loves Star Wars. Like that man lives and breathes Star Wars. It's incredible to me. Um, so it's no doubt that this series was going to end up coming off genuine. So Caleb, did you, I'm sorry. I, I saw out of the corner of my eye. Did you have like your hand up or something? No, oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay, no. good. I was like, don't you ever do that around here? You just step <laughs> on my toes. All right. Um, I think let's, let's go. Let's, let's do this. What is, do you have a favorite episode? Does anyone have a favorite episode? Ooh, and that's a tough one. Uh, I didn't really think about favorite episodes because yeah. it's like one, you know, continuous storyline. I mean, um, on all, I mean, sorry, Rex. I mean, I was just going to say, I think the last episode's my favorite. Yeah. Exactly yeah. Probably like say. the last two. Yeah. I think so too. But I kind of, I was kind of looking for what you said, Rex. Like to me, I was, you know, I had this side by side. I was grinding destiny bounties and I was watching this show as I was doing it. And it felt into that thing for me where I was like, I was excited to watch the next episode. Whereas in Clone Wars, I was kind of just like, Ugh, like, here we go again. Like, I still have so much to watch. But 
like with this show, it just felt, it made me excited to see what was happening next, especially, and this is, you know, going to be kind of spoiler territory, especially whenever Ezra starts kind of learning the force and like Kanan is teaching him and you kind of get an idea of what Kanan, you know, whenever you see the inquisitor and the inquisitor starts coming up and stuff like that. And you just, you're into, you're invested in what's going to happen. And it kind of blows me away how they managed to take the same energy from a new hope and like kind of the defeated feeling a little bit from uh, Empire Strikes Back and also the defeated feeling in A New Hope, like when Obi-Wan Kenobi dies. But they managed to like capture that in a couple of these episodes, like especially whenever Kanan was taken, you know, and he had to, you know, basically surrender. I was like, I felt that. And it was kind of strange because I couldn't remember a time other than the last season where Clone Wars ever made me feel that way. And again, like I'm not trying to like make this into a Clone Wars versus Rebels discussion, but it's kind of hard not to. What do you guys think? No, I think so. Um, too. Like, I think that it's just so much easier to watch. I don't know why, but it is. It's just so much easier to watch. And I don't know, saying that it's not repetitive probably isn't super accurate, but it just doesn't feel nearly as repetitive and bogged down and, as, uh, and slow as Clone Wars. Like, Clone Wars is just... It can get so slow at times and you can definitely see the episodes that are filler, but I have a hard time sometimes going through, like I'm scrolling through the, you know, season one episodes of rebels. I'm like, I can't necessarily like put a finger on one episode that is complete filler. Like you have that episode where they go and try to like find Luminara, which was an, an awesome episode. Um, yeah. The one where they're like uh, the path of the Jedi one where they're going to the Jedi temple and basically they see a, Ezra gets a vision uh, with uh, Yoda, which is awesome. Or even the one where like Lando Calrissian is there. It's like, those are all like great episodes. And I wouldn't even say that one of them is like my favorite episode. It's just, I think all of it is so done so well. That's just not, you don't feel so bogged down by any of it. Well, and there's two things that come to mind, Mikey, you, you got something to say. You look like you were, you were sipping on some scissor or something over there. You got something you got to say. Uh, well, I mean, for, this is that that's my biggest issue uh, like Caleb was saying I don't want to make this a Clone Wars versus Rebels thing but that was my biggest issue because I watched Rebels before I watched Clone Wars all the way through and Rebels immediately sucked me in because all of those those high points that Caleb just said to me you didn't reach one of those high points till like season three of Clone Wars mm -hmm. and yeah. so I mean like that's just why I enjoy it so much more because there's they you can tell they put effort into this, and yes, it, that the original. I think the the first couple seasons of Clone Wars was all George Lucas, basically, right? Yeah. Do I remember that right? For the most part, I mean, he was executive director the entire time, if I'm not okay. mistaken. Yeah, um, okay, yeah. And but, then, well, you can you can tell though. I mean, I nothing. I love George Lucas, but not as a director. <laughs> <laughs> well as said. a story creator, in a, yeah, like I love him as that, but. Right. It's they you just you can tell the love based off this first season that is put into this show. It's so obvious. Yeah, absolutely. Well and, and I just you don't question two things. Here here's here's two things that I identified that made me I think for me this is the two things that make me way more invested in this show. Like I actually after I finished the first season, I was like, 
well, frick, I'm just going to keep watching. You know, and I only watched a couple more episodes because me and me and Rex were supposed to record Sam Jack, but it didn't happen. You know, so I had to switch over, but that's neither here nor there. Um, there's two things for me that really make this show stand out. One, you never once question its authenticity, ever. Lando Calrissian's here? Wow. Feels like it. Like, it feels like Lando. Um, the search for Luminara, like all that stuff you feel defeated when you realize what's actually going on. And like, it makes the inquisitor that much more um, interesting, but also scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then also kind of like what Kate was saying on Lethal, it is so concise. You stay in one place. And I think that's where clone wars really lacked is we're like, we're having to keep up with all these different planets, democracy, all this different, you know, or I'm sorry, politics, having to keep up with all these different planets and what they're going through and like what's going on. And like some episodes from certain seasons, talk to other episodes and yada, 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 all this back and forth. It's too much to keep track of. I got my, you know, in this show, you got your five characters that are on the same planet working together in the same way, very much in the same way, like Firefly. And I love that you made that comparison. Um, I just, it, it's frustrating because Clone Wars was something that I really wanted to love. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't see Rex. Please, please go for it. Oh, that was, that was, <laughs> oh, that was for Mikey. My saw. Well, I'm yeah. looking at the camera. You know what I mean. I'm looking at the camera and like I'm going back and forth. <laughs> go for it. Sorry. No, I was just as soon as you started talking, I something popped in my head. You know, you always hear George Lucas say, "Star Wars is for kids. It's a kid mm. show. Clone Wars is not a kid show. Nope. This." could definitely pass as a kid it's simple it's concise just like you were saying i'm like this is more like what george lucas speaks about star wars being and it feels like the original trilogy yeah it's enjoyable and you don't you're never confused you know what's going on it's yeah yeah there's absolutely there's only there's honestly only one part of this show um that i think would be is not super kid friendly and it's when um they bring the um tarkin brings in those two um (laughs) those two officers that like haven't been able to uh, capture um uh the rebels (laughs) and uh the inquisitor comes up behind them and lightsabers like them in the head but it doesn't like show it like it's not like gruesome but it's just like oh like but at the same time like clone wars is doing that type of crap all the time like breaking they're, necks they're, yeah say they're snapping yeah. necks in yeah. season one like yeah, yeah they're doing oh yeah like ahsoka things. like decapitated like 10 guys in like one like move yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no yeah well said and that's really good and i think that that's a good segue you know there's we try and keep these I, we've done it before like where we, we draw these episodes out and there's not really a reason to like this is just a you know it, it's 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 fun to talk about these things and like what we appreciate but there's no reason to force stuff into it so does anyone have any like significantly good things they want to say about it before we move on to some things that we don't like about it um i'll say, I'll say that it just feels it, it feels like star wars you know you kind of touched on that like it just feels immediately that you're you're in like the original trilogy star wars you get that feeling and they use the the same music from the movies and stuff so it really gets you there um you know if if you're comparing to clone wars which is kind of doesn't do that at all yeah yeah Yeah, well said i completely agree that's the the, it gives me the original trilogy vibes too because it's like like going back it's simple it's it's a straightforward story and it's so good more of the same just do what people want like they want more of this right caleb 
Yeah, and I was just going to say, um, Kanan Jarrus is, like, one of my favorite Star Wars um, characters. Like, I love the idea of seeing this conflicted character. And I think this is the first time that you see that not um, not all of the Jedi that survived Order 66 were necessarily, like, masters, like um, Obi-Wan or Yoda, where they're, like, you know, on the Jedi Council. Um, like, Kanan was, like, a Padawan, basically, when this yeah. happened. Or not, or at the very like most, like just became a Jedi Knight. Yeah, and you see that like it's very apparent in the way that he deals with Ezra that he's very inexperienced as a Jedi. Like he's a Jedi and he can use the Force, and that's a huge advantage to him. But he doesn't have necessarily the same level of skill or the way of speaking or the way of teaching that a Jedi master would. So seeing him and then him trying to take on a Padawan and recognizing that, Oh man, Ezra is special. I need to be able to help him and train him and him, his conflict of like how he can do it and do it to the best of his ability. While Ezra is not by any means the best student either. It's really interesting to see his like kind of struggle and that idea like he was going to go and pawn Ezra off on Luminara because he knew that Luminara would do so much better than uh, he would (laughs) was like that was that was awesome and then that realization like crap I got to do this myself um but I I love his character and you see him grow throughout this entire series but even in this first season where he sacrifices himself for the crew and he's resisting the Inquisitor and the Inquisitor for is shown to be more powerful than he is for basically the majority of the season. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing him kind of grow just as much as you're seeing Ezra grow as well. Yeah. And you know, the Yoda episode, they touch on that a little bit because, you know, Ezra's getting direction from, uh, there was like some, some, some dual, some symmetry going on. Kanan's getting direction from Yoda, you know, and, and the way Yoda is talking to him, you very much surmise like, Oh, Kanan isn't like what you were saying, Caleb. He's not full-fledged Jedi Knight. Like, he's got a lot of work to do still. And correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't Yoda, like, guiding Ezra as well whenever he's in that cave? He's talking to him at the yep. same time. So, like, Yoda's teaching both of them at the same time, um, which I thought was super-duper interesting. Um, so, yeah, I-, I love what you're saying, Caleb. Like, how is Kanan going to teach this kid how to be a Jedi whenever he's not even a fully-fledged, not you know, master himself? And, you know, Yoda even makes fun of him. He's like, oh, a master now are you? Like, you know, kind of giving him a hard time. And I was like, this is – at that moment, I was like, this freaking show is amazing. Like, it just it, – it, it had my interest beforehand, but whenever they did that, it made me – As soon me, as I heard Yoda's voice, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It made me care whenever I got to that episode. I was like, okay, like, it's – I'm invested now. Like, I have to watch this whole thing. So – um the growth was pretty cool like all the characters seem to grow a little bit but Ezra has a lot of character growth I found he was kind of annoying in the beginning yeah like you know very Luke Skywalker-esque honestly like whiny and like yeah yeah it's a good comparison like it very much reminded me of like Luke Skywalker in another light (laughs) I want to go to Tashi Station (laughs) power (laughs) converters Yeah, exactly. But it made but, sense because he like doesn't have any parents, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And, and very much like an array type vein as well. You know what I mean? Like, but whenever the only difference is is whenever uh, Ezra is confronting um, 
the Rodan or whatever. And he's like, dude, like you're a coward. Like you're the reason my parents, you know, are gone. Yada, 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 all that, all that stuff. That was, that was a really cool character moment for him. And I can't wait to see where he goes. I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you, Rex. He's an awesome character. So well done. Um, what do you guys say we kind of filter into some, some negatives? I, I don't think there's a lot there personally. Mine are borderline nitpicks. So what do you say we just kind of go that way? Caleb, you want to kick us off? Do you have anything negative to say? Yeah, um, <laughs> this is going to be kind of a weird negative. Um, the first time I ever watched the series, I would always end up getting annoyed by Zeb. And I always viewed Zeb as being a character that was there specifically just for children to you know, draw them in. But then, look, I know I've said this multiple times already on this podcast. After watching Firefly and just realizing that he's a version of Jane, and I'm just like, <laughs> okay, Zeb's fine now. Like, it's fine. Like, he's just my favorite, favorite character from Firefly, so it's, it's fine. Like, I don't care anymore. So, <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's really not a whole lot here for me to pick apart. Again, sometimes it does feel like a kid's show in some ways, yeah. um, but I can't necessarily super, super fault it for that. Well said. Mikey, you got anything negative to say about this? I mean, to be honest, not really. Not that I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, I'm sure there's stuff if I had long enough. Yeah, I'm sure I could find things. But, I mean, I think it's a solid season. I really enjoy all the characters. I mean, the first episode of this this series is one of my – probably my – that probably is my favorite episode, thinking about it, um, because it just – it sucks you in immediately. You know, you just, you're curious about every character that's on the screen and that's, I don't know. It's probably, this is probably my favorite Star Wars series, like one of their shows. I mean, I know we haven't finished Mando yet and it's going to be a while before we do, but I, I don't know. I don't really have anything negative, negative to say. Okay. Yeah. I got a few negatives. I got a few. Yes. Rex coming class. Awesome. Here we go. Yes. Uh, I'm being replaced. (laughs) <laughs> what'd you say <laughs> he said I, he said i've been i've been replaced <laughs> <laughs> um i was just um thinking i felt the same way about zeb kind of in the beginning um like he's pretty annoying in the beginning but uh some of the earlier episodes they do feel a little boring just a few and i already mentioned that ezra you know he was kind of annoying but it, it made sense and then, um, but yeah, some of the episodes I felt were a little boring in the beginning, um, but then it like really picks up and gets more into, you know, what they're trying to accomplish and everything and the backstory behind all that. So it kind of makes up for it. And the uh, the Wookiees are pretty ugly. <laughs> yeah, there is... I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that. That's a good they're, point, Rex. They look terrible. They do, and the some of the aesthetic in this show is a little off. It looks a little like um, college uh, audio video productions. Like it's still impressive, but it's still kind of like okay, you know, that's a little sloppy. It's kind of like reminds me of Clone Wars season one. You know, I hate to. I will, I will say they do CGI like better than any anime CGI for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. That that's it that's is. Well it's just kind of an odd art choice. I think yeah, it's a little uncanny. It's definitely Valley. different. It's different than Clone Wars, but it's just it's a weird creative choice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like yeah. yeah I have nightmares of that little Chewbacca, Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> a little baby, yeah, a little baby Wookie. Um, 
I don't have a lot to say negatively about this first season either, honestly. It's not much, yeah. My my only negative, really, it's more of a – it's not really a Rebels problem as much as it is as a Star Wars problem. I understand there needs to be more Sith and, like, there needs to be more dark side users past the Clone Wars. I understand that. I'm so sick of them being, like, directly related to Darth Vader. Like – I don't know. It just feels like kind of like an old tired thing for me, honestly. Like, oh, of course Vader would do it. I don't know. It just, but in the same way, how, how else would they do it? There can't, it can't be Vader. Like Vader can't show up yet. They can't make that happen. But I don't know. It just feels off at first. I like the Inquisitor. He's cool. Like he, I would say he's more like the Emperor than he is Vader for sure. And maybe he is, but he can't be directly tied to the emperor, right? Because the emperor freaking slaughtered Savage in Clone Wars. But shouldn't shouldn't the emperor be pissed that Vader's taken on a I'm, I just it's just a funny thing to me. You know, and, and I haven't beaten Jedi Fallen Order. I don't know a lot of the lore like cuz I know the what's her face, you know, the what's her face in uh Jedi Fallen Order like it's Sister. a girl. Yeah, the the what, what's her name? The well, she's one of the sisters. Yeah, so well, yeah, there's, there's like 10 or 11 inquisitors. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah, I've yeah, always thought of them as very, like very many or like uh just like the Sith drones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I guess it is kind of like the olden days of the Sith where they had like an army of Sith, you know, to do their thing. But it I don't know, it just feels I I wanted more and maybe it'll be explained later. I don't know. I think I wanted more meat to kind of bite off of to like kind of know why you know, or what's going on with the Inquisitors. If there is a bunch, why? Um, I just thought of this, but doesn't he look kind of like Snoke-ish? He does look like Snoke, kind of. I didn't even think about that. Spoilers, Rex. (laughs) Kidding. They're not (laughs) even connected at all. Yeah, not, not, but (laughs) not even remotely. (laughs) It's a a small thing. I don't know. I think I'm just kind of sick of the tiredness of it. You know what I mean? And it's it's a small nitpick, but, and I, I, like I said, I do like the Inquisitor, but I want to know more about him. You know, like I want to know what, what, how does that all, how does that all work now? Because, like well, I said, that, you, go what ahead, I would Caleb. say is just, dude, you just, you just gotta, pl- you just have to finish Jedi Fallen Order. And I think it's gonna give you a lot of insight to how that whole yeah. thing, how it works with the really? visitors. Dude, yeah. If you just finish it, okay. it's, I'm gonna play it. It, it, it's, it's just gonna, it's gonna like be like, oh, and then, yeah. So. Yeah. And this show answers some of those questions too. This, this show, another comparison to Clone Wars, sorry, but this show like has a return in dividends that Clone Wars, I don't feel like ever really did, you know, yeah. or even as much. So like a lot of the questions that you have at the beginning of the show get answered. Okay. So, I mean, well, that's comforting to know. And like I yeah. said, you know, I'll just, I'll just uh, have to finish that crappy Star Wars game at some point. Oh my God. No, nah, I'm, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm I forgot teasing. my uh, main negative point. Let's hear it. I felt that Ezra gets like, I feel like he gets his force powers a little too easily. That's just my opinion. But, and I think Star Wars does it a lot. Um, they just kind of hand out force powers nowadays. But <laughs> yeah, like you don't really see him having to work too hard for a force power other than like, oh, put him in a situation where it's life or death. And then uh, he has the power all of a sudden. Yeah, I think it's kind of true. I think it's hard for them to do it. But like, I think that it's not nearly as jarring as it is with like gray, 
like Ray gets them oh, yeah. super, super quick. And or, she's an, um, and she's an ace pilot and she can do or, anything she wants. Yeah. Or even like, and yet even you, you love that to, series. He's like yeah. Superman, Star Wars version. <laughs> yeah. Super or woman. even if you take it to like Ahsoka, like, you know, we meet Ahsoka as like a Padawan, a fairly young Padawan in Clone Wars, but she's like basically a Jedi master in her abilities. Like she's better at being a Jedi than a lot of Jedi Knights. Well, so I don't, I don't know. I, it's just, I don't know. They have, they have a hard time. Don't they? Don't they show her like failing in the beginning? Clone Wars. I do. Feel I like feel Ahsoka. like it's less failing. I think it's less failing as like a Jedi in force abilities, and more failing as like a military like general. Mm-hmm. Yeah, True. I can see both sides. I feel like there's more of an arc there with Ahsoka, though, in terms of power. Like you see her visibly, like she's always been kind of spry, but like you see her visibly getting better, especially by the end of the series. But you yeah. know, it's I've... go I for don't... it. I don't know if this isn't a show, but I feel like, you know, in Clone Wars, they had to gather all the very, like, the super Force-sensitive kids and that were, like, definitely going to be Jedi someday. I feel like uh, that he could have very easily been one. And, like, mm-hmm. you know how they're, like, they're, it shows babies, like, using the Force and, like, lev- levitating their, like, rattlers and whatnot. I feel like if he would have be- definitely been on that codex, you know? So I, I think that's fair. That's kind of the vibes I got too. Like he's already force sensitive a little bit. Yeah. Cause there's, they, they do that time and time again in star Wars where they have chill, like babies that are very force sensitive and already can already can use their force powers. Like, so baby. I don't, I, yeah, baby yeah. Yoda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I, I don't feel like that's a negative in my, in my point of view. Cause that's, that's all over star Wars, but I can see how it can get old though. For yeah. Sure. I think it kind of falls in the same line with what I was saying. Like, it's just kind of an old, it's the same story we've heard before. Like, Oh yeah. It's another young guy that's force sensitive, you know, but I, I like how your original comment was like, just give me more of the same. And then your only negative is don't give me more of the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, you know, and you do get borderline. I would consider that a nitpick. Like, yeah, if you're going to try and find something wrong with it, it's like, it's funny. We spent a, a decent amount of time talking about how good the show is, but then it's almost like as soon as one of us starts elaborating on something that we weren't crazy about, like, mm-hmm. and one of us is like, yeah, well, you know, what was up with that? And then you just kind of just kind of goes from there. So it's, I would just like stuff. to see a little bit, you know, training before he just, has all this stuff but yeah he has a force push i like i had to play f- five freaking hours before i could get a force push in jedi fallen order and that kid's that exactly. guy's full grown you know what i mean no, i'm just i'm just it took you just five hours it, <laughs> just put it on easy mode and finish the game lord <laughs> i'm going to i you know what's sad i think i actually might have it on easy right now and I just wow so did you guys like chopper yes i love chopper. i love chopper so much he's hilarious like you can audibly hear the like attitude in his kidding. voice you didn't like him in the beginning? No. I felt like he was a jerk droid. But, <laughs> he but he's is. kind of funny at the end. Well, he grows on you really quick. He's Have a... you watched through this yet, Rex? Is this your first time watching through it? Yeah, first time. Oh, okay, cool. So we got two that haven't seen it and two that have seen it. Who hasn't seen it? Just me and Gabe? I think so. Oh, God. That's yeah. right. I think one, one of my favorite things I ever saw was uh, – is like a statistic um that like chopper has like the third most kills in star wars like <laughs> yeah, lore. his kill count is insane <laughs> it's high. like him like luke skywalker and like uh, r2d2 or darth vader it's like they're yeah. all at the top it's they're incredible thousands <laughs> it's crazy There's thousands and thousands of people That's yeah. amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. well you know who's voice you know who voices uh chopper don't you 
<laughs> I forget. It's Dave Filoni. Oh yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, I I love Chopper. I got a little enamel pin on my on my travel backpack over there. Of course you, you did. Know, he, he stays. He stays there. But um, is there anything else we wanted to add to this episode about you know what we liked or didn't like about um, Rebel season one? The lightsabers were dope. Yeah, dude, his mm-hmm. lightsaber, uh, Ezra's lightsaber with like the blaster on it. I'm like, that's yeah, pretty dope. You know, only one, lo- in, only one in the Star Wars universe has a blaster on it. It's surprising. Yeah, it's pretty yep. cool, man. I love seeing Kanan use it like that, like in lightsaber con- yeah. combat with the Inquisitor. Like once he figured it out, and like this Ezra's like, wait, cool. I never. Th- yeah, Ezra's like, I never thought to do that. Like it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I I like that. Well, and they, you know, they kind of were. T- that reminded me of a comic series. It's called uh, Legacy. Mm. where um it's like a descendant of luke skywalker and he's a bounty hunter but he knows how to use the force so he he uses a blaster and a lightsaber so it's just kind of cool like you don't really see jedis ever really using blasters except for obi-wan you know mm-hmm. um but to see him kind of embrace it there it just kind of goes to it just adds like another layer to kanan's character in terms of like yeah he's just trying to make it like he has a basic understanding but he just kind of does what he wants you know what i mean yeah. so yeah, I I I enjoyed this first season a lot. I like the uh, Sith Inquisitor's lightsaber too. Yeah, it's pretty oh, yeah. sweet the way it spins. He's cool. He is really cool. I'm not. Gonna I like him. I love that character. Yeah, he's. I I'm I'm interested to see where that goes, and I can't wait. I, I'm assuming <laughs> I'm assuming Darth Vader is probably gonna kill him after if he fails enough times. But uh, we'll 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 see what happens. But wait, did you watch the end of the season? <laughs> I was gonna say did. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, "What? Did you yeah, watch the last episode?" Well, yeah, why? I mean, what? He falls off, you know, he, into the exploding ship. Oh yeah, that's right. But I mean, do you think he's gonna die? It is Star Wars, though. So anyone can yeah, come back. Doesn't mean anything. I mean, Darth Vader got his freaking legs and his arm, and like you, that Darth Vader should be dead. Like, come on, you know what I mean? Yeah, but he's the chosen one, dude. He can't die. <sighs> is he though? You know, like the lightsaber. Is he though? They carterized point. So yeah, <laughs> that's true. We'll see. Yeah, I, I had completely forgotten that he went out in a blazing gunfire. <laughs> but we'll I see. do love when it, I do love at the end of that last episode too. Ahsoka showing up as Fulcrum, and then uh, Vader showing up on Lothal. Oh yeah, like oh that's so, it's so cool. It question. gets it gets you pumped for season two. Yeah, um, oh. Ahsoka felt off a little bit to me, maybe because she was just so intense in the last little bit of season seven of Clone Wars. But I'm assuming that'll get better, so we'll see. Yeah, what happens. I feel like I have a question. Go for it. Right go ahead. Go ahead, Mikey. No, you're good. Oh, I'm gonna totally change the subject. So go ahead. Oh, I just I I feel like they intentionally gave her like a jaded feel on purpose, which I kind of liked because she didn't just feel like the same old character. She's like you can tell she's been through some stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's maybe has some lingering PTSD for the past fifteen years or however long or ten years, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That is good. What do you guys say? uh, We wrap this episode up and we rank this bad boy. Oh wait, wait, wait. what was Rex? Yeah, yeah, what was Rex was gonna say? No, Rex, you you don't get to talk at all. Do you guys think Ahsoka is the most attractive alien in the Star Wars universe? Oh, for the love of God! (laughs) Moving on. Ranking the show. All right. Uh, yes, I do. Um, here we go. I mean, I played enough Mass Effect. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> what? Ahsoka, Ahsoka, all I'm going to say is Ahsoka belongs in Mass Effect. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Um, let's rank this thing. Uh, Caleb, why don't you go first? Um, I'm going to give season one a, a solid eight and a half. 
Um, I don't think it's perfect. And again, I think it feels like a kid's show at times. Um, I can see where Rex is coming from, or sometimes it feels boring, but I just, I think since I compare this so much to Clone Wars and this moves so much quicker than Clone Wars, I just don't get that feeling as much, but I could definitely see where someone could. Um, hey, but yeah, hey. I just... I, Sorry. Huh? No. Um, yeah. Sorry. No, but I, I like it a lot. Yeah. Eight and a half. I think it's basically all good. Don't you ever interrupt Caleb ever again. I had to write it down. <laughs> Mikey's, yeah. Mikey's Sorry. Asserting, Sorry. Eight and a half. <laughs> Mikey's asserting his authority. This was Mikey the past six months. We were like, Mikey, don't you ever freaking speak up ever. Everyone hates you. All right. No. Uh, okay. Eight I can't and a half. Mikey has my back finally. <laughs> We're like, yeah, it's it's like the, the new so, guy shows up in the office you. and you and Mikey look at each other and you're like, we must destroy him. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's you guys. He's asserting <laughs> his dominance. Yeah. This <laughs> is like off topic, but like Caleb, do you realize like the only time we've ever met, I think you've maybe said two words to me in real life, but we have talked so much on podcasts. It is really weird. Like that one time I met you was in like a really terrible time yeah. where I hated Gabe like, and I hated I hate everyone. Or I hated, and I hated everybody associated with him, which was you. Yeah. And yeah. now we're talking like every couple of weeks. I was like, like God, what's friends. up with that Caleb guy? I don't even know him. Yeah, it was moving on. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I was like, and the, the answer was always, look, I don't know what his freaking problem is, but it has it probably has something to do with me marrying his sister. So yep. uh, we'll figure it out. But yeah, it all you know, worked all, out in time. All is fair. All is fair in love and warfare. Is that no? I'm sorry, uh, Mikey. What do you what do you rank this thing? Um, well, since I've seen this show before, knowing what to come, what is to come from the show, and things that link to this season and to other seasons, I, I'd probably start this off with an eight. You know, it's a solid season. Like I said, it just feels like Star Wars. It feels like I'm watching Star Wars. And I, I love that. That's all I'm asking for. As long as I think I'm in the Star Wars universe and, and nothing is like taking me out of the show, I, that's a solid season. Eight. I think that's a fair score. Well said. I love to hear it. Um, Rex, what do you give this bad boy? Um, I'm going to give it a 7.5. I was pretty close to giving it an 8. Um, but yeah, I was pretty impressed. Um, it starts a little slow, you know, like I said. But not many cartoons can grab my attention and hold it like Rebels does. So, uh, And I've, I've also heard many good things. Um, one of my friends said that season one, you know, isn't that great. Um, and the rest is good. So... I think we have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. And um, I thought it was a great start and I'm hyped for the rest. Well said. You're going low. You're going lower than everybody else. So you think, well, you think you're, you think you're somebody you're just a wannabe. You think you're better than us? <laughs> you think you're better than, you think you're freaking, your, you think your freaking opinion matters more than us? You got to hate you. Uh, no, thank you. Um, I'm going to have to go with Caleb on this one. Um, 8.5 for me. I, I think th for me, there's just enough here to where it does definitely feel like a kid's show. It feels like a kid's show more than it actually feels like it's meant for me, which is fine. I think it's, that's what it's supposed to do. But I also think that it's also above average in terms of storytelling and, you know, Star Wars ability. Um, so I'm going to have to go 8.5 because I, I think this is some of the best, you know, this is one of the best season ones of television 
especially a kid's show that I've ever seen, but it, it it's, it's mis uh, it's misleading. Cause on the surface, it doesn't really feel that way. You know what I mean? What are you doing? My he's slapping me through the ear. No, what? I, oh, I he's leading you. I see what you mean. So, ah, see, I fell for it every time. <laughs> um, like, cause I remember going to the store, you know, cause I think the show started what in 2014. Right. Um, I remember going to the store and seeing the box for rebels and I saw his lightsaber, his gun lightsaber on the cover. And I was like, that's the stupidest freaking thing I've ever seen, you know, and just thinking from the outside, like that's just a gimmick. Like the show's never going to happen. Like people aren't going to watch this. Like it's stupid, whatever. And then some star Wars snob. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, and then, uh, you know, uh, I hear my street talking about it. He's like, he's, he's talking to Ryan. He's like, Hey, did you finish rebels yet? And I'm like, Star Star Wars Rebels? Excuse me. And he goes, "Well, yeah." I'm like, "You're an idiot. Like, that's not that's stupid." And that that was like four years ago, you know. And here I am watching it the first season because I should have jumped on board in the beginning. And here we are talking about it. So, I think there's solid scores all around from all of us. Fair scores, fair, fair criticisms, fair high points. It's, it's just all around. I'm I'm really happy with uh, your guys' thoughts. No one pissed me off today. So. That's always a good day. And no one, nobody, uh, Mikey, guys, if we could round of applause right now, I would. Mikey didn't naysay. The, the I whole think that's the first episode ever. The whole episode. Maybe, oh, my God. We made. I think it's between this one and uh, the episode, the Hobbs and Shaw episode that we did. Yeah. That's like the same <laughs> vibes, same energy that we're bringing. And it, it, you know what it Spider-Man is? Spider-Man 1. You, yeah. You know what it is? Is he actually freaking finished uh a project like you know he finished a show so he was like oh yeah maybe this is great you know he had he had stuff to say since he finished it um since he actually but, watched it yeah exactly no I'm, i i just i just but no good episode guys uh I'm, I'm really i'm really happy with the way that turned out and uh i'm excited to wrap the show up and do our next show this is obviously pre-recorded before we wrap it up today i wanted to let you know about popcultusa.com they sent me a new hat. It's a Miller High Life hat, which Mikey says he likes better than that than the Natural Light hat, uh, which is fine. But I, I mean, I like them both the same. Uh, also, we have a new, we, we have a new, <laughs> we have a new sponsor for the show. Uh, Raise Energy. You can. Uh, this is a, a flag can. It's called Apollo. Uh, it's pretty good. You have zero sugar, um, zero crash. They have a lot of different products. They do. Uh, you know, protein powder, and they actually have a sleep formula, which I haven't tried yet, but it looks pretty cool really good are they drink are they in stores or are they just online yeah so you can buy them at gnc uh any gnc they'll have them available for you um but if you want to get a discount on both of these products that i just talked to you about pop cult usa buying you know dope fandom merch of your choice uh, you're going to want to use the code the underscore wannabe critic and you'll get 15 percent off your order i'm sorry you'll get 30 percent off your order at pop cult and you'll get 15 percent off your order uh of raise energy so um, get you some rays. It's it's really really good, uh, and you know I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's fa- fairly priced, especially with that discount code. So, um, gentlemen, let's uh, go ahead and sign off. Oh yeah, thank you. Rex is reminding me. We also wannabecritic.com. If you go to the if you go to our website, we have a bunch of dope merch for our stuff as well. We have the Founders Edition hoodie using the um, you know if Rex you want to model that for a second, show the good people what they can find. We have the original OG. Geekly oh. by Weekly logo, but then if you flip around, if you flip around, go ahead, yeah, put it on. You got the stinking um, wannabe symbol. You know what I mean? You got the you got, you got the critic symbol. That's what that means in uh, you know oh. in that language is critic. So there you go. 
That's why there's parentheses there. So go what ahead. Language and language is that? Uh, I believe it is um, Klingon. No, it's not Klingon. I, I believe it's Japanese. Japanese. So there you go. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Klingon. No, Klingon. <laughs> Who said that? Caleb said. Oh my God, Caleb, you're you're offensive. Get out of here, Caleb. Anyways, that, okay, this is going off the rails, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. We uh, we definitely appreciate it, gentlemen. If you want to plug your stuff now at the time, where can people find you, Caleb? Go ahead. Um. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Chief NNY18. So you can hit me up there if you want to. There you go. And uh, Mikey, do you want to be found? Are you trying to stay off the radar? Or how's that going? I mean, you can find me on podcasts from time to time on here, and I'm also on Age of Geek sometimes, but social media and email, not yet. I'm thinking about getting an email, so if anybody really wants to contact me, they can, but I mean, nobody ever will. So. <laughs> Do you not have an email in the year 2020? Not that I'm email. proud of giving out, so no. I'm going well, to make yeah. a different email. And make just it. for podcast inquiries. Yes. Just for questions. Can we hear it? Can we hear it? I don't have one yet, Rex. I just said Off that. mic. God. Off mic. No, I want to hear, hear the other one. Don't oh, press the one? subject, Rex. I'm trying to sign up the show. Who do you think you are? Sorry. God. Rex, do you want people to be able to find you? Where can, where can people find you? No, yeah. moving on. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm sorry. Rhett, Mikey, ease up. God, we were never this hard on you. Sorry. Sorry. No, what? it's cool. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter. Rex ninety W R E C K S ninety, and I also have an Instagram, and I don't know what the handle is for that. So yeah. I think it's the same. Yeah, basically, if you wanna if you wanna find Rex, all you gotta do is come to the you know wannabe critic productions on Twitter or anywhere else. The wannabe critic. If you wanna get in touch with anyone, you can also go through me. You know what I mean? That's fine too. Um, also, you can find Rex on a, a little segment we do called uh, the Midnight Run, the twelfth of every month. We're wrapping up Samurai Jack soon. I'm sad. I'm 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 excited, but I'm sad because like it's been a journey. You know what I mean? Like your podcasting chops have come from the Midnight Run. So so proud of you. Exactly. I'm pretty excited though. Yeah, I am too. Season, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to get into that later. So, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a great episode. Thank you uh, for tuning in. Thank you for putting up with us. We appreciate it. And thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. Say goodbye, gentlemen. Amigos, amigos. Bye. Cooks better. Whatever possessed you to check out the podcast or the YouTube channel today, I just want to say thank you so much for doing so. Uh, if this is your first time here, I, I would appreciate it You know, if you would consider subscribing. As you can tell, it's not just me here anymore. I mean, I do do stuff by myself, but the podcast is going to reside here from now on uh, You know, in video form. So if you want to see more content, if you want to be notified, you know, every time we post something, whether it be a clip, a podcast, a review, an interview, whatever it may be, if it's gaming stuff, make sure you click that bell and hit the subscribe button and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks for sticking around and thank you for preparing yourselves for a plethora of hot takes and potentially unpopular opinions. I'm Gabriel Fast. I'll always be the wannabe critic. <laughs>